no matter what direction you look. Your senses are absolutely tantalized. Waterfalls everywhere, streams, wildlife. It's an incredible place. But don't get excited about coming here, and here's the reason why. We had to apply for a permit when we came. We finally actually got the permit, and then when we landed, we had to stop again at the police station, get another permit. Then once we drove from the airport to our location, we had to stop again at the police and get another permit. Now, it's my understanding in the last five years, they've only issued 300 permits to North Americans. Well, maybe that's part of the reason that it's so beautiful and so pristine. Right now, we're in the streets of Calcutta, India. Calcutta was all started about uh, 1200 AD. I don't think it's changed a whole lot during all of that time. But uh, you remember the most famous person from here, Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa came here and saw all of the, the problems and the disease and the people that just had so many troubles. Well, she started up a home for them. We're actually at that home. We're going to see that a little bit later. So uh, come on right now and we'll check some more of these things out in the stalls and the shopkeepers and some of that. Things are pretty inexpensive here. Pollution in this city though is incredibly high. Some of these days I have to wear a mask, it's so bad. I feel very sorry for these people. You just uh, have to kind of tend to watch your wallet too because you never know who you're going to run into accidentally or on purpose. You can. Uh, do your shopping for all of your jeans, your shorts, your t-shirts, everything like that. A lot of these things are knockoff brands of the real thing, but uh, it's okay. Hey, it's India. You know, it's always like this in much of India. It's just kind of a, a never-ending sea of humanity. In many of the other countries, we have our space. That's not the case here. There is no private space. <laughs> Believe me, there's no private space at all. How are you? Fine, sir. Good. English? No, no. No, no. Good uh, Indian. Well, but good English. You speak good English. Oh, okay. thank you. Very good. <laughs> More watches. This is the place. How much is a watch? How much are your watches? Very similar. Yes. No, just what kind of cost? Yes. Cost, cost. Cost. Price, price, but price, 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 my price? No, yes. I, I, I couldn't buy it anyway. No? No, but thank you. Okay, 200 of these? Thank you. No, no, that's okay. Half price, that quick. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. That's okay, thank you. As you can see, folks are ready to bargain. 
Okay. What size? 34. 34. I shouldn't that say that on camera. Yeah, 34. <laughs> this one, this. Take this one. Let's take this one, 34 size. This cargo. Ah, uh, cargo pants. Yeah, cargo. This size is uh, all good one, very nice. A little bit long. Yeah, not long. Not this long. Size, That's not long. One. Not long. Looks long to me. Not long. This one. This oh, size is okay. all good fun. Okay. Very nice. Size. Oh, you wear it. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Thank you. Very cheap price, right? How much? Three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah. That is cheap. Yeah. But but it's too big. Yeah, small one. Too big. No, that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> Tennis shoes. I don't need a shine. Maybe he does. <laughs> See, we shouldn't even be here tonight. We actually should be up in Izal, but we took off in the plane today, circled around Izal, which is a mountain community. We could never land, so we came back here again to Calcutta. So we're here tonight, stuck in Calcutta. We don't know if we'll get out tomorrow. We hope so. Now in India, it's just an adventure crossing the street and sometimes breathing on that street because lines are only suggestions. squeezed lemonade. Wow, that's pretty incredible. But I don't think I'll drink any. <laughs> there is so much food prepared in the, on the, the market areas here, it's incredible. It just kind of always keeps going. The more shops you see, the more food you see, every different kind of food you can imagine. All kinds of shaved veggies, noodles, rice, all kinds of things. But again, typically when you come from another country, it takes you a while to get used to eating in that country. So I'm gonna pass on that for now. Mother Teresa's heart just went out to these dear people and she worked and worked and worked for the 50 plus years and uh, we can't even today show you some of the areas of Calcutta, the slums that she saw and the slums that she worked in and oh, I, like I say, I just wish I could express more clearly but I didn't even think you'd want to see what is here in some of these areas. These are some of the upscale areas. As you can see, AWR is frontline mission radio. Our first priority is to travel where missionaries cannot go. We broadcast thousands of hours each day in 70 major languages of the world. AWR has the capability and capacity of blanketing almost 80% of the world's population. Not only do we broadcast via shortwave radio, but our signal is on over 1000 FM and AM stations around the world as well. Our podcast subscribers, internet users, satellite downlinks are growing rapidly, evidenced by the 100,000 plus emails, letters, and phone calls we receive each and every year. 
Yes, AWR is your mission radio. No walls and no borders. For AWR, that means change lives and change hearts around the world because God is using the airwaves of AWR to reach people everywhere. Through the radio waves of AWR, God is reaching people around the world. We'd like to offer you an edition of Making Waves. It's four of our episodes brought to you from around the world. God speaking to hearts, the hearts of the listeners of AWR, exciting stories. We hope that you'll share those with friends and neighbors, acquaintances, anyone you come in contact with. Join us to make waves. It's completely free. Right now, the information's on your screen. For your free, no obligation DVD, write to Adventist World Radio, 12501 Old Columbia Pike, Silver Spring, Maryland, 20904, or call 1 866 503 3531 or log on to www.awr.org/mwdvd. Be sure to request offer number 10. That number again is 1-866-503-3531. You can find Calcutta all over the world if you have eyes to see. Not only to see, but to look. They find in Calcutta the warmth. Even when they see the people lying in the street there, there's that connection is that something, if there is only one blanket and there are ten people, they'll all cover with that one blanket. That's the greatness of love amongst them. Suffering here is much more physical, much more material. But in some other places where our sisters are working, suffering is much deeper and also it's more hidden. You can find Calcutta all over the world if you have eyes to see. Not only to see, but to look. There are children everywhere, many of them with big, beautiful smiles. It's so easy to fall in love with them. Well, they could be the child next door, except for perhaps one thing. They did not have the good fortune, like me, to be born in a nation of plenty. But here, these children are the lucky ones. They have a small shack to live in and perhaps a family to love them. There are others, however, who are not so lucky. When I come face to face with these children, it's impossible to ignore them. I feel an incredible struggle inside it. It tears at my heart. It may make me feel less guilty to give them a little of my comparative riches, but for many of them, a small amount of money won't help them beyond the next few moments. You see, the reason money doesn't help them is that they are professional beggars, organized by people no better than pimps. These thugs extract whatever meager funds they raise. And if that's not bad enough, there are parents who break the limbs of their children at a very young age, so they grow up deformed. You see, they make better beggars. Hard to imagine, but true nonetheless. Most of these children don't exist in the eyes of governmental programs because they have no birth certificate. Without birth certificates, children have difficulty gaining access to health care, education, and other services. It is estimated that out of the 26 million births each year, only 9.4 million are registered. 
That means 64% of the children don't have birth certificates and are, therefore, not entitled to receive health care or education. In the government's attempt to help these children, in 2007, some 50,000 youths in Kolkata were given birth certificates. <laughs> Just a drop in the bucket of the millions born every year. But at least these children have a chance at education and health programs. In September of 1946, during a train ride from Calcutta to Darjeeling, Mother Teresa received her inspiration. God called her to work with the poorest of the poor. She says that Jesus' heart was pained by the neglect of the poor, and after nearly two years, she was finally able to start the Missionaries of Charity. On August 17, 1948, for the first time, she dressed in the now-famous white sari with blue border. This petite woman became a mighty worker for God and advocate for the poor. She worked tirelessly until her death, September of 1997. Her name is now synonymous with the work to help the poor in Calcutta. Despite her tremendous efforts among the poor, it is not difficult to see that there are still millions huddled on the streets and alleyways of Calcutta. Jesus stood up in the temple and read these words found in Luke 4, verses 18 and 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I remember the story of a little girl walking along the beach. As she walked, she picked up a starfish that had become stranded on the sand. She gave it a long toss back in the ocean, where it once again had a chance to survive. An old man sitting on the deck overlooking the beach yelled at the young girl, Young lady! Look at all those stranded starfish along the water's edge. You'll never be able to make a difference. You can't help them all. Without a word, she picked up another one and hurled it far out to sea. She then looked up and said, I'll bet it made a difference to that one. This is what drives the mission of Adventist World Radio, to reach the billions of people one person at a time, each with a face, a name, and a desire for a better life. The task seems almost overwhelming, but our God is a God of power, and radio is bringing hope to these dear people, the poor and the brokenhearted. AWR is frontline mission radio. Our first priority is to travel where missionaries cannot go. We broadcast thousands of hours each day in 70 major languages of the world. AWR has the capability and capacity of blanketing almost 80% of the world's population. Hindus, Buddhists, Muslims, animists, or no belief at all. God is using the radio waves of AWR to successfully call and prepare a people for His soon return. But the work is not finished. Your help is needed. There are still so many who must hear this precious message of hope. Please partner with us today so others can hear and rejoice in the hope of Jesus Christ, the hope that you and I have already found. Your gift of love will mean so much to so many. If you would like to financially partner with us or would like additional information, our toll-free number is 866-503-3531. One of the favorite things people like about AWR is its stories. 
We have stories from all over the world. Some of them involve danger. Many of them involve miracles of God, but certainly all of them involve the miracle of changed lives. I've written a little book of some of the favorite stories in the face of death. Another, radios given by angels, coming to Christ in a Muslim country. These and many other stories. It's simple. Just log on to www.awr.org storybook and you can download your free PDF version of stories from places where missionaries cannot go. Do it now so you and your family can immediately enjoy these incredible testimonies of changed lives from around the world. So don't wait. Log on now to www.awr.org storybook. I'm so glad to be in Mizoram. Mizoram is a, one of the most unique places in the world with all of these beautiful hills and the, how, the way they build their houses on the sides of the hills. But we're here to hear the story of Asuk. So Asuk, tell us, uh, is this your original home? No. Actually, I belong to the state of Jharkhand. But due to some reasons, I have to come here. I was born in Hindu family. and. Uh, there is a long story how I became a Seventh-day Adventist from a Hindu fam, from a Hindu person. That is a big change. Yeah, of course that is a big change in my life. Tell us how you felt as a Hindu. You were a young man growing up. What did you do as a Hindu? How do Hindus practice their religion? Well, Hinduism is a religion where lots of things they are doing according to me, which, 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 which is not necessary things, and it doesn't really mean anything to me, like just worshiping idol and offering things to their God. Is it their God really eat those fruits and whatever they're offering to them? It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know if it makes sense to any other. Did it make sense to you at some point in time, at some part of your life? I don't really think so, but since I was born in a Hindu family, I had to do all those things, what my grandfather, my father, or my family does. Did you feel like the gods were hearing your prayers and, and receiving your offerings? I remember one time I was in a place where they had bells, and uh, they used the bells to try to get the attention of the gods. Is that, uh, is that typical? I had a friend who is a very good Hindu, and he really believe, believe in Hinduism. Once we were having exams, and instead of studying, he give his more effort on his worshipping and on it. All the time he lost in worshipping, and at last he didn't pass at all. Mm. So he, uh, his prayers weren't answered. <laughs> well, what was it? You had a unrest then with your Hindu family religion. Uh, what was the first step that started leading you to something different? I was in a school away from my home. I used to study. Then I had a holiday. I came to, my, to visit my parents and I was uh, listening radio outside of, outside of my house. It was the evening time and actually I used to listen radio just for songs. I like songs, so I just listen radio just for songs. But one day I just heard a speech. I should say just a speech. I don't know who was the person, 
about what he is speaking but I just heard but in very few minutes it just went off it was over so I thought I must know what what was that why they are speaking like that of course it was coming in Hindi then uh, next time again I tried on and on I was listening that uh, program which was coming from Pune I think and the speaker was R.P. Singh mm. then uh, slowly slowly at last after the program they used to give address so one night I just copied the address and I wrote a letter when we see any Hindu any Hindu just just you can looking by by their appearance we can say that uh, like their lifestyle is not really good like they've they're practicing so many uh, things which is not good for our health drinking wine eating pan smoking everything is free one day uh, evangelist came to meet me I talked to him and uh, I went with him to the Seventh-day Adventist Church I had a Bible study nicely over there and then I decided that I will get baptism. So you finally made that decision, regardless of what may happen to your parents, regardless of what may happen to you, you decided to be baptized. Oh, yeah. Aizal, the capital city of Mizoram, is situated in a mountainous region 184 kilometers from the closest railroad, and it is extremely difficult to get to by air as well. The airport, which is socked in with clouds much of the time, has no radar and planes must land by sight. Because of the lack of visibility at the airport, these planes frequently turn around and attempt the landing the next day. AWR has been reaching these people via FM and shortwave radio for some time. This isolated city is relatively new to media such as television and the internet. The first television transmitter was installed in 1982 and satellite TV was first available in 1991. Mizoram is a mountainous region which became the 23rd State of the Union in February 1987. Sandwiched between Myanmar in the east and south and Bangladesh in the west, Mizoram occupies an area of great strategic importance in the northeastern corner of India. Culturally, however, it may be more closely associated with Myanmar and the Burmese people. If you ask someone from Aizal what their religion is, you will often hear, the religion of my ancestors was Hindu. Mizoram has the most variegated hilly terrain in the eastern part of India. The hills are steep and are separated by rivers which flow into the Bay of Bengal, creating deep gorges between the hill ranges. The average height of the hills is about 2,900 feet. It is generally cool in the summer and not very cold in the winter. During winter, the temperature varies from 50 degrees Fahrenheit to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, and in the summer it varies from 70 to 85 degrees. The entire area is under the direct influence of the monsoon. It rains heavily from May to September, and the average rainfall in Aizal is 82 inches. People don't want anybody to come from any place else, basically, except the Miso people. How did you get in here? Oh, that my friend, he helped me to come inside. Both your friends, probably. Your friend and the friend up there, too. Yeah. <laughs> so about how old were you when you started making this decision to change your religion? Well, that was... I was 15 years old at that time. 15? Mm -hmm. 
Did, did the family know now you're listening to the radio and that these changes are happening in your life? Well, they knew that I am listening radio, but that I did not say to them what I'm doing. And uh, I knew that it will be, problem will come. I was uh, kind of afraid because the place from where I belong actually it is a Brahmin village. Oh, very high caste. From the caste from where I belong, people doesn't become Christian at all. That area is whole Hindu area. All we worship, we have a temple at home. Mm -hmm. We worship at home. Everybody, everybody houses, we have some special place where we worship. And in my place, of course, we don't have church at all because in that whole area, I'm the only one who is Adventist till now. In fact, there is no Christian at all. My family soon knew what I have done. Letter used to come every time at home. My oh, so family, you're getting letters from AWR? Yeah. Mm. And my father can read everything. And of course, after some time, he knew. Then the main problem came to me that financially, I have to support myself and I have to get my education. I gather that uh, once you left home, you were pretty much on your own. Your, your, yeah. your family no uh, doesn't welcome you no back as a, as a Christian now. So I have to go out for work. I wanted to work in mission, in our Adventist mission, but the problem is I, have, I don't have a proper qualification. I'm not a graduate yet. I don't know about other place, but in all over India, you have to have a degree, except if you, do, if you are not graduate, you can't get a job at all. How much more do you have to finish your program, your degree? How long would it take? Three years I have to go. Had you known everything you know now about making that decision for Christ, would you have changed anything? Would, would you still have been baptized and given your heart to Christ? Oh, yes. No doubts at all? No doubts. Maybe so many people will be in India like me, you may not know. So maybe in our prayers we should remember that, that kind of people also, those who, those who are suffering. AWR has a great meaning to me because if whatever I am, it make I'm completely changed because of AWR. Can you imagine being the only Christian in an area of tens of thousands of people all by yourself with no one to talk to. But Asuk was able to use Adventist World Radio as a contact point to meet other people and to learn about Jesus Christ. Did you hear his appeal? Don't forget, he said, to pray for the unreached people groups of the world because there are many, many individuals just like himself who will respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ if they have that invitation and the power of the Holy Spirit is working in their behalf. Please join us in keeping Adventist World Radio making waves around the world. And don't forget to pray for these individuals. If you'd like to partner with us or simply want more information, give us a call. The number's at the bottom of your screen. It's 1-866-503-3531. If you'd like to write us, you can do so at 12 501 Old Columbia Pike, Silver Spring, Maryland, 20904. For those of you with a computer, you can log on at www.awr.org.
Thank you for watching, and please join us again for another exciting gospel adventure because around the world, AWR is making waves.